Welcome back to Sister Knows Best. I'm Telling. And I'm Seb. And, and we're, we're sisters. sisters. Oh, I didn't check to see dang it, if it's the right. It probably is, right? It looks like it's recording. Okay. Well, hey there. Hey. How's it going? Good. How are you? We're doing something different. Not for you guys, but for us. Um, so the thing that we record on always gives us the option to record audio. We never do it because we're not going to release it. Um, but we're going to be switching platforms. And so I was like, well, you know, we're not going to use this one anymore. Like, let's just record video just yeah. for the memories. So. It's fun. And you know what I just realized for today's theme? Yeah. It'll help with the ambiance. Yeah. So the lights off, um, with some orange Halloween lights, uh, by the time, yeah, no, this will come out before Halloween. Yeah. Um, but we're going to be telling spooky stories. But before that, it's been a minute. We were supposed yeah. to record last week. We didn't because I was dying. <laughs> um, last Wednesday, I was leaving work and I was just so dizzy. Like, I felt like I couldn't walk straight and I felt really nauseous. And I was like, okay, I didn't eat a lot and I had caffeine. Like, that's probably what it is. <coughs> um, so, but like, it was to the point where I was like, okay, I'll just like, you know, eat something, but it didn't help. So I had to like text you and be like, dude, I like can't come over. Like, I don't feel good. And then the next morning I was still dizzy. So I didn't go to work. No, you didn't do. say you can't come over. You said, I can't, I'm dizzy and I, I'm not seeing straight, but like, I'm going to try to come over. I'll give it 30 minutes. <laughs> see if I can drive. Like, yeah, let's drive. That's a good idea. Um, and then, yeah, still dizzy the next morning. So I didn't go to work, but then I, I was resting and so I felt fine. But then the next day I went to work and then it just like hit me. So then I went to urgent care. The, the doctor was told me he was insecure because I was so much taller than him. Um, <laughs> and then he was like, what's he doing? <laughs> and so they were like, oh, we don't know. It could be vertigo. They tested for a bunch of stuff. And then it's slowly been getting better. Um, and then oh, it's really hot. I saw my doctor yesterday and basically it was just like, it's probably like a viral thing, like a inner ear thing and have some like exercises to do, but so it's like slowly getting better. And now it's just kind of like, if I move too quickly, like I get dizzy, but it's not like a constant thing. It's such a weird, I don't do that. Such a weird thing. Cause it's like, it's not like you're sick and you just be like, Oh, I'm sick. I'm not coming to work or I, I need a rest. It's just like <clears throat> something that's like, kind of there and it's not like really going away that's why I like felt weird like calling into out from work yeah because it's like well I'm not sick but it's like yeah I mean you can't really power through because if I were sick I would power through but I can't really like power through yeah if you feel dizzy dizzy so it's so hot do you want me to crack a window or should I ask you to turn on the AC yeah I can crack a window it's not noisy back here so yeah that works well besides my ailments (laughs) how are you Anything um, to report? I didn't think I had anything to report, but your story reminded me that I got into a car accident. <gasps> oh, yeah, dude, it's been weird. Last week was rough. Like, last week was a weird week. Um, Yeah, so I was driving to work last Monday. Last Monday was just, like, I woke up feeling very, like, ugh, it's Monday. You know? Like, yeah, I okay, couldn't keep my eyes here. open. Like, I was just not feeling it I didn't want to go to work and I was driving and I I, like after it happened I kept replaying in my head I'm like what happened like how did this happen I I wasn't (laughs) distracted like I wasn't doing other things which like I tend to do I do multitask when I'm driving like I might be like you know fidgeting with this thing whatever but like I wasn't and I wasn't even drinking coffee or anything I was just sitting there and I feel like my mind was wandering I feel like I was on Mm -hmm. autopilot so maybe that's why I can't remember what happened because like 
I was just like, I don't even know if I was listening to anything. I was having one of those mornings where I was like barely awake. And then I'm assuming it's because like I drive east in the morning. So like the sun is directly in my face. So yeah. I don't know if like I couldn't see the like line of cars because I stopped ahead of time. Like I slammed <clears> on my brakes when I saw the line of cars in front of me and mm-hmm. I was significantly further away from the car in front of me. But you know, when you like slam on your brakes and your car kind of like keeps moving and then I swerved to the right. So I wouldn't like full on collide with the other car. Yeah. So thankfully their car was like barely damaged. It was just like a little scratch, but my car, I lost my side mirror and my bumper is smashed. So did your airbag open? No. Good. Yeah. I think it would have if I, if I hadn't swerved. Yeah. But then, yeah. And then I swerved and then I was like, wait, I'm in the other lane and I look at my rear view and I see a semi and there (laughs) he's honking and I was like, ah, and so I go to the other lane and I'm just like, it was chaotic. Yeah. But I collided with like the nicest man in the world. <laughs> he goodness. was so sweet. I, Cause I was like, Oh God, they're going to be pissed. It's Monday yeah. morning. Like this was so avoidable. And like the first thing he said was like, please don't come out of like, you know, from the driver's side. Cause that's where the, that's where traffic was. He's like, come out the other door. I was like, are you okay? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm so used to people road raging. I thought he was going to be pissed. Yeah. I mean, we've, Found out he's a dentist, so he can afford it. That's why he was in Yeah, he was like, a poor eh, person. Whatever. He'd be like, what the hell? I know. Yeah. Oh, my God. I had someone. I don't know if I told us on the podcast where, like, I was behind a – I was at a red light. and like off. Okay. I was at a red light, and I didn't oh, yeah. realize, like, this car pulled up next to me. He was in the left, like, left-turning lane, and I was – not paying attention. Like he was, cause there were cars in front of me and behind me and he pulls up next to me and he's like gesturing to get in. And so I'm thinking like, okay, like what, what does he want me to do? There are two cars. Like there's one in front of me, one behind me. So he's going like this. So I immediately think, oh, he's asking me to pull forward so he could like get in behind me when the light changes. That's not what he meant. And instead of just being like, no, 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 the other way, he loses his mind and starts screaming and cussing, like, as if, like, I'm blocking him in. And at that point, I'm like, well, yeah, now I am going to block you in because you're acting like a toddler. I was, like, between clients, too. I'm like, I just dealt with the tantrum. I'm not dealing with yours. So I completely ignored him. And I just hear, like, something hit my car. He, like, threw a can at my car. I was like, can you grow up? And then he, like, empty. Yeah. I mean, it sounded empty. Yeah. And he, like, drove off. I was like... Ew. Oh my God. And you are somebody's I was just going to say partner that. Yeah, or that's father like, or brother. You know what? Because if you probably went home and beat her. So, yeah. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Nauseating. I know. I was like, ew. That was so gross. Yeah. It's been a weird few weeks. Oh, I got some good news at work. <laughs> Someone's leaving. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been wanting to leave. Oh, my God. So, that was a, that made my year. Yeah, that was a miracle. Honestly, it was sent from God. Yep. So I'm very happy in that regard. Oh, I feel like we were talking about how we feel like Halloween is over because we went to our annual Halloween party last weekend. So Halloween's not until for us next Tuesday, but like we already like wore our costumes and like did the thing. So like, I feel like it's over. Yeah, I know it. Like it didn't feel Halloweeny either I guess because it, it was a, like ha- a Harry Potter theme party so mm-hmm. it didn't really feel like Halloween to me at least mm-hmm. but now it feels like Halloween's over so yeah. <laughs> it's like 
separate Halloween girl. And I still just feel so not ready for like no, fall or like Christmas. Or well, starting Christmas music. I mean, I'm kind of like today was rainy and cloudy. Yeah. Um, it's been also been really hot. Um, but yeah, today kind of felt fallish. And plus, it's been getting so dark so early. Like when yeah. I leave work, it's dark. But yeah, I'm just like, I feel like, okay, we're starting Christmas music next week. So fall is like basically almost over. I mean, there's another month and there's Thanksgiving, but like, I like the first two months of fall, I like haven't felt falling. So That's maybe so weird. I wonder if it's because of the weather. I think so. I think because it was so cold for so long yeah. and now it's so hot for so long. I'm just like, my whole year is like shifted. Yeah. In usually, January, I'll be like, I miss Christmas. <laughs> I know. Because usually we're just like, okay, you know, holiday season's over and then you look forward to summer and then you enjoy summer and then you're ready for fall. But this year, like, we didn't really get summer until like what July? August? Yeah, yeah July it started July. like, and then consistently in August, and then it got cloudy again. Like yeah. it was still hot, but it was gloomy. Yeah, it was gloomy for like a long time. And, like yeah, so it's like you didn't even want it to feel like fall because yeah. you know we hadn't had summer. So like usually I get annoyed when we have hot days in October, but now I'm like, yes, I I need this. Yeah, so, I don't know, but yeah, that's where we are. That's but, where we are. But yeah, so we're gonna do um. Spooky stories. Spooky scary stories. It's so hard to like, we were talking about how it's hard to like, like what's scary, you know, yeah. like a written story. Um, I was having a really hard time with that because I feel like part of it is like, it's hard to find scary stories, but part of it is also, we've done this a couple of times. Yeah. And so I feel like we kind of know like the outline. Yeah. So it's formula. like, it. yeah, it's like, it's gonna, it's like they're you're gonna know, like, what am I trying to say? <laughs> I feel like there are only so many. There's like, there's different alien types. stories. Yeah, there's like ghost stories where it's like, I mean, yes, if that happened to you, it'd be scary. But reading it as a story, exactly, yeah. it's not really scary. Yeah, and like you know what's coming. Like maybe the first time you hear a story like that, yeah. it's like, oh my god, that was so creepy. But then like after a few, it's like, okay, this, these are all kind of the same. So what I did was I have one like scary story that's kind of like creepy Mm -hmm. scary story someone would tell and then what I find really scary are what you told me about the the two sentence uh scary stories uh so I got a couple of those Those are clever because like you have to really like it's a you know you have to be clever with it one two punch situation and it's scarier because there's like no context it's just creepy and then I have a couple that are like creepy semi-real things yeah that happen yeah like Again, if it's, like, someone telling something that happened to them, it could have been a very scary experience. But if you're telling people as a story, it's like, well. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I honestly don't remember what I saved because this is from, like, I know. Ago. I don't remember my story. Um, but, like, I do remember that I was reading through a bunch of them, like, at night alone. And so then I got really scared. Yeah. Like, I thought someone was going to be in my window. But, like, I feel like in the quote-unquote light of day in those dark and we like this is not scary. i know <laughs> so, that's why we have to we we'll set see. up our ambiance too because otherwise i feel like they wouldn't be as creepy yeah. i always get creeped out when we're doing this because of the ambiance <laughs> and when i was reading my stories i was upstairs in the loft and i felt like if i looked like someone to my side someone was gonna be yeah. there so i was like i'm not i'm done <laughs> all right you go first i shall go first i think mo- these are all like true stories like these are people writing in their stuff um, Aren't they all? Yeah, and then sometimes do people just drone on and on? It's like, dude, get to the oh point. my god, some of them were so long. I was like, Novels. I really don't care about any of this. Ooh, look at the the lighting. Oh, Ooh, spooky! It's like I'm holding a flashlight under my face. That's my phone. <laughs> okay, this is the story. I don't remember any of these. Whoa! Oh my god, that's creepy. Ah, oh, you looked at it. I'm like, huh? <laughs> okay. 
I had awesome parents who let me sleep in the living room on weekend nights when I was very young because my sister was a light sleeper and I could stay up till dawn. But of course, I always end up sleeping on the couch because Nick at night made me tired. So one night, I wake up to the prickly feeling, like an instinct, just bolted into a sitting position and stared out the front window. We live in a rural Georgia. We live in rural Georgia, so you can imagine the magnitude of trees. In perfect light cast from the moon, I see a silhouette of someone in this freaking tree. The family dog dashes to the window and is snarling into the glass. Terrified, I run into my parents' room and try to explain to my parents that there's a stranger, strange person outside. Dad grabs something defensive and darts outside with the dogs to beat the wax off the hothead. <laughs> Um, I tremble in mom's arms until dad comes home and says he saw no one to go to bed. I decide to sleep in my regular bedroom. I fill in my sister. I fill my sister in as to what happened. Dad is making regular rounds in the house with a cup of coffee. We're all still and I finally think I can sleep. Nope. I notice the man outside my window. But when I can see in the moonlight, he gives me a shush signal and <gasps> runs away. Oh my gosh. Just turns around to run a straight line away. I couldn't stop crying for what felt like hours. Oh, oh I don't like I don't that. Like it's that. like he came back to be like, Ew, I don't like it. No. <laughs> Just the idea of them like sitting in a tree. It's like, I know. why? Like, why are you outside our house? And then like you see them again. And he's like, the shit thing so is so like, creepy. Yeah, that's the part that got me. Yeah. Ugh. I don't like And then like that. runs. It's like, um, Okay, this is one of the ones where I'm like, is this scary or was I just scared? <laughs> I'm just scaring myself. When my sister Betsy and I were kids, our family lived for a while in a charming old farmhouse. We loved exploring its dusty corners and climbing the apple tree in the backyard. But our favorite thing was the ghost. We called her mother, which like, great, because she seemed so kind and nurturing. Some mornings, Betsy and I would wake up and at each of our nightstands, we would find a cup that had been there the night before, that hadn't been there the night before. Mother had left them there, worried that we'd get thirsty during the night. She just wanted to take care of us. Among the home's original furnishing was an antique wooden chair, which we kept, we kept against the back wall of the living room. Whenever uh, we were preoccupied watching TV or playing a game. Mother would inch the chair forward across the room towards us. Sometimes she'd manage to move it all the way to the center of the room. We always felt sad putting it back against the wall. Mother just wanted to be near us. Years later, long after we'd moved out, I found an old newspaper article about the farm farmhouse's original occupant, a widow. She'd murdered her two children by giving them each a cup of poisoned milk before bed. Then she hung herself. The article included a photo of the farmhouse living room with a woman's body hanging from a beam. Beneath her, knocked over, was the old wooden chair placed exactly in the center of the room. Oh, I don't like that. So creepy. Do you think that's true? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the cup, I was like, hmm, sus. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't see because you know how it's, like, right. white text against oh, black no, background? I'm not oh. a psycho. My phone is still set to white background with black text. Thank you very much. Uh, now I just see oh. lines. Okay, close your eyes for this. <laughs> um, close my eyes? Because you said you couldn't see. Oh, okay. I thought it would make the story better. I'll try that. <laughs> I don't... This is very short. I don't remember any of these, so... <laughs> I don't really know of a name for this, but besides the ones you hear in elementary school, like Black Box and the one with the girl and the dog, this is the one I know the best. That's actually scary. I probably didn't need to read that part. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A group of hikers were wandering through 
the woods looking for a place to stay at night when they came across a small cabin. They all decide to stay the night inside, seeing as there was no one there. Inside, the cabin is decorated with paintings of what seemed to be members of the family that used to own the cabin. The hikers spend the night looking at the paintings and making fun of how wonky they looked. In the morning, one wakes up to see the cabin full of morning light and looks around. The paintings are gone in their place windows. Oh no. <laughs> oh no, I don't like that. I hate windows. Yeah. I hate I'm yeah. like sitting right I know. next to a window. I hate the idea of like people like wasn't there one I told last year about like a car and there were like people like looking at her There was a woman that like the guy stopped at a rest stop and he opened his eyes and there was like a woman. Oh my god, yeah, I don't like windows. I know. I read a couple that were like involved windows and I was just like oh this is so creepy yeah. imagine we're like watching this back and like we see like no a stop I'm not gonna watch it back <laughs> oh my gosh so creepy you think that one was real <laughs> yep okay so this one isn't creepy in that way but you I sent you the video and you're like save us for the oh, yeah, yeah the creepy stories because okay we'll I'll get into it but what made it creepier was I went back to watch the video and it was gone. <gasps> oh, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if anyone who listens in Nepal um, <laughs> has heard of the Body Worlds exhibit. Do you remember this? I do, but I never went. You never went. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I remember in, I want to say middle school, they took us, there's this place called the California Science Center. And it's like a little place where they have like, you know, you can do like experiments. They Sorry, have like cool science. research. <laughs> Like, they do, like, it's, like, a cool sciencey place for kids to explore. It's kind of like a museum mm-hmm. with, like, like in an interactive museum. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had this exhibit there that was called Body Worlds. And the whole marketing thing was, like, their real-life bodies on display. And I remember as a kid being, like, that's freaking disgusting and terrifying. Yeah. And I was, like, Seems okay, illegal. I guess, I, yeah, it does. I didn't think that at the time, but at the time I was like, that's just creepy. And then I was like, okay, whatever, it's science. And I remember going there and looking at it and just being like, this feels wrong. Yeah. Like, this was a person, and I'm just like staring at their dead body. And there were like babies, there was a pregnant oh. woman. Like, it was weird. So basically, they're like cadavers yeah. on display. Yeah. But a lot of times it's like, I don't know, just the like, I don't know. Yeah, like the nerve system. Yeah, yeah. Or the, yeah. Um, they would have them in like weird pose, like playing baseball or like when they like wear hats and stuff. Yeah, they had them like in different positions. They had different like, yeah, like focuses. Like there was one where it's like all the different layers. So like the skin is open and then Ugh. like the tissue and whatever. Like it was so not. So it's like people who like donated their bodies to science. Or did they? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so that's what the video is about. So I couldn't find the video which is sus because I found a, an interesting video about it. And then I went back to watch it. And it was gone. Um, but I just Googled it. And so I'm going to read something I found about it. I tried to summarize it because it was just so wordy. Um, but basically people started to question the ethics behind this. Like you mentioned, because it's like, this doesn't sound legal. It sounds weird. So the guy that created the body worlds ex- exhibit um, was named Dr. Gunther von Hagen's. He also invented something called plastination, which I'm assuming is, like, how you preserve preserve the body so that you can display them like that. Um, Okay, so the inventor... Oh, and they all had eyeballs. It's very creepy. They had faces. Um, (laughs) Says that uh, every whole body exhibit in North America comes from 
fully informed European and American donors who gave permission in writing for their bodies to be displayed. The science museums that have hosted Body Worlds also make this assurance. What I certainly never use for public exhibitions are unclaimed bodies, prisoners, bodies for mental institutions, and executed prisoners, Von Hagen says. Hagen's Hagen's. Um, Chinese medical students, uh, school medical schools supply Von Hagen's with unclaimed bodies, which he plastinates and sells to universities. Von Hagen's used to take cadavers from the former Soviet Union, but he stopped after body trafficking scandals in Russia. Five years ago, customs officers intercepted 56 bodies and hundreds of brain samples sent from a medical academy to Von Hagen's lab in Heidelberg, Germany. The cadavers were traced to a Russian medical examiner who was convicted last year of illegally selling the bodies of homeless people, prisoners, and and indigent hospital patients. Um, Von Hagen's was not charged with any wrongdoing and says his cadavers are obtained only through proper legal and ethical channels. Still, NPR has learned there's no clear paper trail from willing donors to ex- exhibited bodies. People donating their bodies to Von Hagen's send consent forms to his Institute for Plastination. They pay to have their bodies transported to a plastination facility. Their, their donor forms and death certificates are checked. That paperwork is then separated from the bodies, which can be used for displays for displays or sold in pieces to medical schools. No one will know for sure because each plastinated corpse is made anonymous to protect its privacy. Hans Martin Sass, a, f- a philosophy professor with a specialty in ethics, was hired by the California Science Center to investigate body worlds before the show's U.S. debut in 2004. He matched over 200 donations donation forms to death certificates, but he did not match the paperwork to specific bodies Von Hagen's had on display. The owner of Body World says each body he displays can be accounted for, but he is unwilling to make make public a complete paper trail. So that's so sad because it's like, yeah, we have the proper paperwork, but it's like, we're not going to show you. We're not going to show you. So it's like, and then just like the backstory. And there was something in the video that I couldn't find. And I can't remember what it was, but there was something also, it was like briefly mentioned here about like Chinese bodies, but there was something about like him illegally getting those Mm -hmm. and displaying them. It's just like the whole thing. First of all, not like... I don't like to say anything mean about people's appearances, but like he literally looks like some of the people and it's like, he has a very creepy face. He looks like he's been plastinated. So that's one thing. Yeah, he's already on. creepy. The whole idea is creepy. I don't even yeah, care if they consent it. Like the kind of person who would think of this to begin yeah, with. It's like, like I get it. It's science, it. but also like, I don't know. Like you kind of take away a person's dignity, even if they consented yeah. to it. It's just, they, they didn't know how you're going to Exactly. Like, like, it's just so strange. Cause it's not like, Oh, medical students are observing. It's like a bunch of middle school kids are looking yeah. at me like, ha, look at the boobs. You know yeah, what I mean? I and then on top of that, if you're not like it's the paper trail is kind of all over the place too. Cause you're getting the bodies from so many different yeah. sources. It's like, this sounds sus. So it's like, do these people know? Are they random homeless people? It's just, Ooh. it makes the whole thing just so much more eerie. It was yeah. already eerie. Cause you're just look, I, I remember standing in front of one being like, this was a person. Humans are not... Oh, I mean, I guess they did stuff like this back in the day, but I feel like humans are not meant to, like, look at, like, 
corpses. It's that crazy. It's, it's, weird. it's weird, especially about kids. It's freaking Talk weird. Talk about uncanny valley. It's like yeah. literal bodies. I know. I remember I was just like waiting for one of them to move. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it was eerie. But now knowing that like there's no proof that he did this in an ethical legal yeah. way is like this is <laughs> what was i looking at this is eerie yeah okay this isn't scary it's more so just like shocking i guess it'd be scary if you saw it in person <sighs> but it's not like spooky i guess um okay so my friend's boss bought an audi a4 convertible back when they were new and interesting <laughs> one of the talking points was the pop-up roll hoops that were hidden unless you rolled it I'm what's sorry, a roll i don't know about like if your car rolls I don't know. I don't think it matters. <laughs> a few months after buying it, he got to test those roll hoops out as he lost control and skidded down a steep bank about 35 feet deep. The roll hoops did their job and he survived with just cuts and scratches from the bushes he'd plowed through. The car ended up the right way up and he got out, walked back up the bank to the side of the road, and then got on the phone to the police to report the accident. While he was standing there, a driver from a car that had seen the accident came over to speak to him. <clears throat> Approaching from behind, the other driver asked if he was okay. My friend's boss turned around to reply and dropped dead. His neck had been fractured, <gasps> but was in one piece right up until he turned his head when it severed his spinal cord. <laughs> oh my god. Can you imagine being the other person? No, I would poop my pants. Just like turns around and just like drops dead. Oh yeah. my god, why do I feel like I've heard something like that before? That's so scary. Oh my god, my, yeah. That's scary because it's like very like real. Like that yeah. that could like you could literally that could happen to you tomorrow. Like you could encounter someone like that. Oh, that's so, that's scary. so weird. Wow, I don't like weird. that. I thought I was going in a completely different direction. I thought it was gonna be some supernatural creepy thing, but that no. was I, I didn't really like that. Creepy thing. Me after the chiropractor. <laughs> okay, my next one is quote not true have you okay. have you heard of the russian sleep experiment yes have you seen like the pictures from no. it oh my god do you want me to show you yeah okay they're so <laughs> creepy so i remember i saw this years ago and i thought it was real when i heard about it but now we'll get into this mm -hmm. okay so the pic let me see if i can find the picture Wait, so it's supposedly Russians. not real or it is it's supposedly not real oh Sounds like something the Russians would do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Sounds like something any government would do. Yes, it does. And that's why... Ah, oh, shh. I was about to... This... What? This is so not creepy. supposed to be. It's a person who hasn't slept. But there was one For that I saw... how long? Okay, hold 19 on. 19 years? Ew. There was one that I saw that was, like, more realistic. Like, this just why looks like an alien. Why don't you click on all these hidden ones? I'm scared. Oh. <laughs> Why are you shielding it from me? Oh no, it's the same picture. <laughs> but like, how long would someone have to not sleep? Ooh. Oh, that's the one that I saw. <laughs> so scary, but that right? Make any sense? Okay, well, I tell you how it makes sense. <laughs> okay. Okay. For the record, this is not real. Mm -hmm. Allegedly. <laughs> okay. So I just feel like it's very believable. But whatever. Um, <laughs> in the 1940s, a group of Russian researchers sealed five prison inmates in an airtight chamber. The prisoners were dosed with an experimental gas that would prevent them from sleeping. 
Their conversations were electronically monitored and their behavior was observed through secret two-way mirrors. For the first few days, everything seemed fine. But after the fifth day, fifth day, fifth day, (laughs) they slowly began to exhibit signs of stress. They became paranoid and stopped talking to one another, whispering about each other into the microphones. Nine days in, the screaming began. Two of the sleepless prisoners just started running around the chamber, yelling so loud that their vocal cords nearly gave out. Suddenly, however, the voices stopped and the chamber became dead quiet. Mm. Fearing the worst, the researchers announced that they were opening the chamber, but a voice from inside answered, we no longer want to be freed. On the 15th day, the say less. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. uh, On the 15th day, the stimulant gas was replaced by fresh air. The results were chaotic. One inmate was dead. The inmates had been severely mutilated, flesh torn from their bodies, and stuffed into the floor drains. They seemed to have ripped open their own abdomens and even eaten their own flesh. They refused to leave by force, fighting back with a powerful aggression none of the researchers could have imagined they possessed. When asked why they had mutilated themselves, they gave the exact same answer. I must remain awake. The researchers wanted to kill the prisoners and remove all traces of the experiment, but their commanding officer demanded it be resumed immediately. Um, with the researchers joining the inmates in the sealed chamber, horrified, what? the chief researcher shot him point blank. It's like that part. I'm like, okay. um, <laughs> He then shot and killed the last two surviving subjects and set about covering up all that had taken place. So that's why I'm like, this sounds like something that wasn't meant to get out, that like was leaked. And then they were like, no, no, no. It was just like a creepy internet story. But it's like, that so sounds like something they would have done in the 1940s where they're like, let's see what happens to people when they don't sleep. Yeah. I just like, what what gas was it that like makes me not sleep? I don't know. That's the only part that's kind of sus. Yeah. Yeah. So they just like lost their minds or tearing each other up, like going crazy. But how and many then they days don't was want to it? Five days? Like, it was like those, the pictures, days. like they look so, like they haven't seen the sun. Well, because they were like tearing off their flesh. Yeah. Or each I feel flesh. like your theory that like it did happen and like, oh, no, it's just an internet thing. And then, then they made the photos to go with them to go see how, yeah. like, you know, yeah. fake the, this is. Like, yeah. Yeah, but, no, that the first picture I showed you doesn't look real because that just looks like a creepy alien creature. The second one looks more realistic. Yeah. But they like, just look so emaciated. Not like the flesh has been torn, just like that they haven't eaten in like years. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder if they fed them. Probably. It's just so creepy, like to think about because that's so something I'm sure things like that yeah. have happened that like maybe not that specifically, but like Scientists Anything, just yeah, doing like, weird exactly, experiments. experiments, like just to see, like, and especially with prisoners, with like, oh, they're not really people. Like, yeah, just seeing what they can like get away with. Yep. For sure. And then just killing everyone so it doesn't get mm-hmm. out. That's the solution. So creepy. I don't know if this one will will come off creepy, but and there's some language I'm gonna say it and I'll bleep it out. Um, <laughs> so this is true. I wish I could find the tapes, but I. Or maybe are you saying that, or is that part of the story? No, no I'm saying it. You wish you could find the tapes, yeah, because it's like a recording. Okay, I'm maybe scared. you can, but I I think they're only transcripts. I don't know, and I was too scared to look up the actual audio. <laughs> so, serial killer David Parker Ray <clears throat> would play these tapes for his victims, so they had an idea of what was coming, and to also mentally break them. Oh my! Here's god. the start of one tape to give you an idea. Oh my god, you got a notification right there. <laughs> it said, Doodle Dogs World. <laughs> it's like a cute little internet video. 
Okay, this is the a transcript from the video, from the audio tape. Hello there, <gasps> are you comfortable right now? I doubt it. Wrists and ankles chained, gagged, probably blindfolded. You are disoriented and scared too, I would imagine. Perfectly normal under the circumstances. For a little while at least, you need to get your shit together and listen to this tape. It is very relevant to your situation. I'm going to tell you in detail why you have been kidnapped, what's going to happen to you, and how long you'll be here. I don't know the details of your capture because this tape is being created July 23rd, 1993 as a general advisory tape for future female captives. Can you imagine how terrifying it would be to wake up in a place you don't know and have someone play these tapes for you, telling you what they're, what's going to happen to you before you died? Oh my gosh. Um, and that's real. And that's real, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so creepy. It gives like Dahmer vibes. I, I was thinking that too. Oh. Yeah. I want to hear the tapes. I know, I did too, but I was kind of scared. Yeah. I was alone, but maybe now when I'm not alone. They'll still be scary, but less scary. I'll protect you. Let's see. Oh, here we go. They do have it. The following is for educational purposes. Okay, yeah, shut up, no one cares. This is a recording of topics included. Probably blindfolded. You are disoriented and scared too, I would imagine. Perfectly normal under the circumstances. This is what I just read. (laughs) Female captives. The information I'm going to give you is based on my experience dealing with captives over a period of several years. Like he's making a video for like the will be upgraded. Now you are obviously here against your will, totally helpless. You don't know where you're at. Don't know what's going to happen to you. You're very scared or very pissed off. I'm sure that you already tried to get your wrists and ankles loose, and no, you can't. Now you're just waiting to see what's going to happen next. You probably think you're going to be raped, and you're. Okay, that's enough. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god. Quickly. Jeez. Oh my god. Ugh. Okay, and the first comment says his girlfriend and accomplice is living free in my hometown across from a school, not on parole parole or any kind of supervision. Wow. Oh my god. Oh it's my god. by the way, the tape, guess how long it is. How long is it? Guess. It's like half an hour. 45 minutes. Oh my god. I thought it was like a five minute thing. And it's like super detailed. Like, so they're just like sitting there for 45 minutes. So he just minutes. plays the whole thing for them before he starts. Mm-hmm. What a sicko. I'm just going to like skip through and see. Just spread your legs. Alright. Oh, I wow. would really hate to have to dump that pretty little body off in a canyon somewhere to rot. I'm not trying to scare you. That's just the way it is here. Yeah, so what are Be you trying nice, to do? Keep it a little bit with some of our more humane toys, but nothing serious. It's going to be kind of an adjustment period. Don't say... Anyway, I would be so Yikes. sad, like, if yeah. you find out that, like, one of your loved ones, like... Okay, because usually when someone is, like, kidnapped or, like, killed, you're, like, you know, maybe it was quick or, like... Yeah. But you, to know that, like, they had to listen to that, yeah. like... Kind of dark, like, such a like alone. Feeling. Yeah, it's like usually it's like you're just fighting and you're trying yeah. to like, but like the fact that you have to sit and listen to that and have him explain everything he's gonna do, like, and he's so like smug and like matter of fact, so smug and so angry, like, dude, like, okay, 
So he doesn't even care enough to like talk to each victim. He's like, all right, I'm just gonna play the tape. Yeah. Like, what is it like an <laughs> HR orientation? I like, literally <laughs> was gonna say it sounds like a like a sexual harassment yeah. training video. Jeez. Oh my god, that's ugh. I did not care for that. Okay, so I'm gonna start with my two sentence ones. Okay. Um, I have a couple, so I'll just read one of them. Right. Um. Okay. So the last thing I saw was my alarm clock flashing to 1207 before she pushed her long rotting nails through my chest, her other hand muffling my screams. I sat bolt upright, relieved it was only a dream. But as I saw my alarm clock read 1206, I heard my closet door <gasps> creak open. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, scary. Yeah. Chills. I know. I was reading it. I was like, oh, good. It was just a dream. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it was worse. Okay. A girl I went to high school with, her parents and her little brother left for the weekend to go on some trip, but she had softball practice and couldn't go. She was home alone, sleeping in her bed in a completely dark room. She's startled awake by the loud sound of her bedroom window breaking. She watches as a dark figure slowly crawls into her room through the window. The figure's eyes aren't adjusted to the dark, but it turns towards her because it sees something. Oh. This mysterious man inches slowly towards her, trying to see what the lump is. He, he gets his face almost right up to hers before he realizes it's a person in a bed. His eyes widen, and he slowly backs away and crawls back out the window. Ew. I hate it. Oh, that's so creepy. Ew. <laughs> I didn't like that. I have, like, chills on my legs. I know, me too. He probably, like, saw the family leave and thought he'd break in and, like, gets, like, and he's, like, Stop <laughs> the, the one story from past years that stuck with me was one you told, I think. You told right? <laughs> um, The guy, like, running. running. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's, like, that one, dude. I oh. saw one that was similar to that, but it was, like, a less scary version. Yeah. I was going to read it. I was, like, no, this one's not as scary. But, yeah, that one's creepy because... Yeah, it's a similar idea. It's just, like, so weird. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. I still have chills. <laughs> okay, that's another short one. Working the night shift alone tonight. There is a face in the cellar staring at the security camera. And that's not, like, clever Ugh. or creative, but I pictured it. Yeah. And I was like, imagine looking into camera and you just see, like... Oh, because if they're staring, they're like, no, you're there. Yes. They do not care. Oh, my so God. Oh. <laughs> they still manage to scare each other. I know. Why don't we save this one? It doesn't seem scary. I saved one. And then, like, last Tuesday, and then the next day, before I, I thought you were going to come over, I reread it. I was like, this is not scary. <laughs> and that was, like, after, like, hours and hours of scrolling through stories. I was like, maybe I'd read so many. I was like, yeah. this one's great. I was like, this one doesn't even make sense, so I had to go find another one. I'm going to skip this one. It's not worth the time. Okay. I think this one's a little long. Okay. Is that okay? Is that all one story? Yeah. Okay. That's okay. Jeez. Mine are short, so. <sighs> I don't know if this is worth it. I didn't read the whole thing because I was like I saw a lot of people mention this story yeah. and like the ending and I kind of skimmed through you can, it. You it's... can skip parts like if it gets too descriptive about something. Okay. Usually the first paragraph isn't super important. Yeah. My wife Lynn and I have been together for six years married for 11 months. Um, our entire history has been very normal never had any weird behaviors or red flags. I can't stress enough how out of character this whole thing is for her. Lynn is very kind, intelligent, thoughtful, you know, uh, being childish or trying to scare me is not something she'd normally do. We don't even like watching horror shows. Um, you know, when we were first dating, she so blah, blah, blah. She doesn't want to scare, watch scary movies. <laughs> She's not into anything creepy, has never been into pranks. It's not her cup of tea. And that's fine. 
and so this is unlike her. We got it. <laughs> I should add, she doesn't have any he mental health issues. As far as I'm aware, it doesn't run in her family. I know some people are able to hide their mental health problems, but in the six years we've been together, I think I'd have seen some sort of sign. Two months ago, I was in the kitchen making myself some coffee before work. I was running a bit late that morning, and I knew I wouldn't be able to make it to Dunkin' Donuts for my usual morning fix. I took a sip of my coffee as I hurried down the hall towards the front door when I happened to notice Lynn peeking at me from around the corner Ew. ahead of me. I could Ew. only see her eyes and a strand of her long, dark hair hanging against the wall. I hate that. The rest of her body was concealed behind the corner. I nearly spilled my coffee when I saw her. I did burn the crap out of my lips. Jeez, Lynn, I said, wiping a few drops of coffee from my pants. You scared the crap out of me. She immediately popped out of view like a little kid that had been caught. I hear her scurry off towards the living room, and by the time I got to the front door, she was out of sight. It was really weird and just totally out of character for her, like I said, but I also find it kind of funny that she was being more playful and a little less serious. I shouted that I loved her and called her a weirdo. As I shut the door behind me, I hear her laughing. Her behavior was a bit odd, but it certainly wasn't something to call a priest over. I forgot about it by I lunch. Would have called a <laughs> Immediately. And by the time I got home, she was her normal self. I didn't bring it up. Neither did she and life went on. The next incident happened three days later. It was around 2 a.m. and I woken up to get a drink. Oh, no. I was standing at the kitchen island, jug of OJ in hand, when I felt a strong feeling that I was being watched. Hold my hand. <laughs> For whatever reason, I looked down at the floor and saw my <gasps> wife's face smiling back, staring, smiling face staring back. She was peeking at me from the other side of the island, staring up at me with wide, unblinking eyes and grinning like Cheshire Cat. I'm so scared. I'm so scared, too. I scream. It's scary because, like, someone you know. I know. Dude, you cannot do this to me after I, I this story. I, <laughs> I screamed. I'll admit it. Not out of irritation, <laughs> but fear. For some reason, at that moment, I was scared. The sound of my scream, Lynn scuttled backwards out of my view, her hands and feet smacking the tile floor as she scurried. She Ew. hurried out of the kitchen on all fours. Okay, grudge. I didn't run after her or even yell after her. I just stood there frozen in shock, wondering what the F had possessed her to do that. Oh my god, It took devil. me a little longer than I'd like to admit to go back upstairs, but I eventually did. I would not, I would not get my car and drive away. <laughs> <laughs> when I got to our bedroom, Lynn was lying on her side asleep, or at least pretending to be. I stood there for a while watching her breathing to make sure she was really asleep. I had a feeling she might jump out at me the moment I got into bed, but she didn't. I climbed into bed and she didn't even move. Her breathing was soft and deep. I was starting to wonder. Sleep next to someone after they do something like that. <laughs> if I dreamt the whole thing. Oof. Oh my God. I hate this. I'm going to be so scared when I go home tonight. Oh, it's okay. You can call me. <laughs> The next morning, I waited for her to come down for coffee, and after handing her a mug and kissing her cheek, I decided to ask her about it. What was that about last night? I asked, keeping my tone light so I didn't offend or embarrass her. She frowned over her cup of coffee, shaking her head like she had no idea what I was referring to. You were peeking at me again from over there, I said, pointing to the spot on the floor by the kitchen island. The fact that it was the floor. I know. She followed my gaze, and when she looked back at me, she burst out laughing. She laughed so hard that I couldn't help but join her. You creep the F out of me sometimes, you know that, I said. She wiggled. She wiggled. She giggled. <laughs> <laughs> she giggled and set her cup on the uh, counter Sorry, and wrapped her arms around my neck. You creep me out all the time, so I guess we're even, she teased. Said our goodbyes and left for work. As I drove, I kept thinking about how creepy I'd been seeing her grinning at me from behind the island like that. The sounds her... <laughs> I don't know why it made me laugh. The sounds her hands made on the floor as she crawled away. Oh, Yeah, I, I know. I told myself she was trying to be silly, just trying to join me in my love of all things horror. It's not like I was afraid of her, but it still didn't sit right with me. I started seeing her peeking at me more and more. Sometimes she'd be peeking out from behind the couch or living room curtains. Oh, Once she even managed to get inside her grandmother's old trunk that sits at the foot of our bed. 
Stop it. How are you still living with this woman? <laughs> How have you not called a priest? I might not have even known she was there at all had the trunk's old hinges not given her away. She had the lid propped up just enough so that only half her face peeked through. She'd been grinning like an excited toddler. It was unnerving. I hate. I'm so scared. I didn't even know what to say to her. All I could do was stare. When I finally found my voice, I asked her why on earth she was doing this. She didn't answer, but just slowly closed the lid, shutting herself inside the trunk. I just walked away feeling disturbed. Divorce. Yeah. I don't understand why she was doing it, but it clearly made her happy. I just hoped she would tire of the game quickly. Lynn didn't peek at me for the next two weeks. I started to think she was done with her weird prank, and I was relieved. We were watching a show on Netflix one night, and I jokingly said I hadn't seen her peeking at me lately and that she must have given up on her spy game. She looked up at me with a small smile and said, maybe I've just gotten better at it. <gasps> I didn't say anything, but I wondered whether or not she was joking. Oh my God. For the next few days, I couldn't stop thinking about what she said. Was she still peeking at me when I wasn't looking and I just hadn't noticed? And if so, what the hell was she getting out of this? I started to feel paranoid, constantly checking whether she was watching me from around the corner or behind the door. I was jumpy whenever I was home and she was in full view of me. I felt stupid and a little crazy. But after a few weeks without an- another incident, I began to relax. I stopped checking behind furniture and walls and told myself it was just a bad memory. Then a few days ago, things got so much worse. Lynn left to go to a friend's and I lounged on the couch and played a couple games on my laptop. Around 9 p.m., I hopped in the shower and as I was washing the soap from my hair, I felt felt that awful feeling that I was being watched. I slowly opened my eyes and almost had an effing heart attack. Lynn was peeking from behind the shower curtain. Her entire head stretched into the shower, leaving just her body outside. Her long, dark hair hung against the curtain, the ends dripping with water. Her mouth hung open in a terrible grin, eyes wide and red, as if she hadn't blinked in a while. Oh, my God. (laughs) I screamed and jumped back against the wall. She didn't move, nor did her smile waver. Her makeup ran down her cheeks in two black streaks. She looked giddy and completely deranged. I was freaking terrified. We still looked at for a few moments, neither of us saying a word. I'm going to throw up. (laughs) Finally, after what felt like forever, she slowly pulled her head back out of the shower, and I watched her blurry figure through the curtain as she moved backwards toward the bathroom door. A second later, the bathroom door slammed shut hard enough to rattle the mirror. I screamed again and jumped out of the shower to lock the door. I stayed inside the bathroom for over an hour. Maybe I overreacted to some of you, but joke or not, I wasn't going to put up with this crazy shiz anymore. That's what I kept telling myself as I paced in the bathroom, stopping to listen at the door every few minutes. Suddenly, I heard a muffled sound, and I pressed my ear against the bathroom door, straining to listen. I couldn't hear anything, but I envisioned Lynn standing on the other side of the door, giggling at her joke. I felt a surge of anger. I was beyond pissed at being made to feel scared in my own house and made to hide in the bathroom for an hour. All for what? Some joke? It was a joke. It was an awful one. What the F, Lynn? I snapped. This is getting really freaking annoying. I waited for her to apologize or to call me a jerk. But instead, I heard a faint moan, so quiet, I wondered if I heard it at all, and then complete silence. Lynn, I called out, not able to even hide the shakiness in my voice. I got no response, just my own heavy breathing. I swear to God, just stop it, I yelled, pounding my fist on the door. I waited for her to cuss me out, something I would expect from me talking to her like that. I never screamed at her before, but there was nothing, just the occasional drip from the shower head. I won't deny that I was scared, too afraid to open the damn door and face my own wife. I waited another 30 minutes or so, which feels like a freaking lifetime when you're scared. Finally, I decided I wasn't going to spend the night hiding in my bathroom, so I got down on my knees and peered under the door. No, why would you do that? I almost expected to see her face peeking back at me, but thankfully I didn't. Oh, God. <laughs> I could see straight down the hallway to the top of the stairs, but no Lynn. I didn't know if I should be happy about that or not. 
I looked for a few minutes, waiting to see her head pop up over the top step, but it never came. I stood up, my head, my hand hovering over the door, immensely prepared myself to open it. I slowly turned the lock with shaky fingers and was about to yank it open when I heard a sound that still makes me feel nauseous when I think about it. A moan louder than before, but this time I was able to tell just where it was coming from. I... I turned my head to the closet door as if in slow motion and locked eyes with my wife who was peeking out at me from the slight gap. She was in there with him. Her, her eyes were still white as ever and her mouth was hanging open in the most grotesque gaping smile I'd ever seen. I didn't even scream. I was too scared for even that. Her hands were clasped to her chest, body trembling with sheer delight uh, as if she could barely contain her excitement. A short, raspy moan bubbled up from her throat, deep and raw, sending a shiver through my entire body. Oh, I'm going to throw up. (laughs) Somehow I found the ability to pull the bathroom door open and ran as fast as I could all the way down the steps, stagging my keys and my phone from the table in the living room before running outside to my car. I could hear hear her her shrill laughter behind me, but I didn't hear her getting closer. I didn't bother shutting the front door. I drove away from the house faster than I legally should have, shivering the entire time, either from fear or the cold. Maybe a little both. I didn't grab the coat or even a pair of shoes. I was still in my boxers. My hair was still damp. I drove straight to my brother Chris's house about 40 minutes away, ignoring any and every call and text I got. I didn't check my phone until I was safely parked in my brother's driveway. Lynn had called four times and sent a flurry of texts, all wondering why I'd gone and why I left, quote-unquote, like that. I threw my phone at the dash in a rage, furious at her nonchalant attitude. My brother and his wife were surprised to see me, especially dressed in just a pair of boxers, but told me to stay as long as I needed. Chris lent me some clothes, asked me what happened. I told him we'd had a fight, but didn't go into details. Um, I didn't want to think I was overreacting, leave my wife over a prank, even if it was a strange one. I mean, how did I encourage her for years to lighten up and blah, blah, blah. I tried to sleep on their sofa, but my brain wouldn't let me sleep. Every time I closed my eyes, I saw Lynn's face staring at me from inside the closet. Knowing she'd been in there with me the entire time made my skin crawl. She never left the freaking bathroom at all. Instead, she slipped inside the closet and slammed the bathroom door shut to fool me. The mere thought of going back home gave me anxiety. I tossed and turned, unable to sleep. Chris ended up giving me a sleeping pillow so I was able to get a little rest. My sleep was filled with terrible dreams, all of Lynn's smiling face. I woke up just as the sun started to rise. My sore body ached from the sofa and I felt drained. I knew I'd have to call Lynn at some point, but I didn't know what to say to her. I I wouldn't be going home unless she gave me her word she'd never do any more creepy stuff. How do you like... Yeah. I just wanted my wife back. Her normal serious self never looked so good to me. I just got really dizzy. (laughs) I was contemplating calling her and telling her that when that familiar feeling came over me, I was being watched. I was staring at the ceiling, my heart in my throat. I didn't want to look away, but the longer I ignored the feeling, the worse it got. I don't want to keep reading. I know. My eyes drifted away from the ceiling almost on their own. Her face was pressed up against the window beside the couch, staring down at me with that same gaping smile. Oh my god. (sighs) Drool dribbled down her lips, leaving two long streaks down the glass. I don't know how long she'd been there, but something told me she'd been there quite a while, possibly all night. I didn't bother screaming, though I was afraid anger trumped any fear I felt at that moment. I jumped up from the couch and pounded my palm against the the glass. Lynn, are you crazy? What the hell is going... (laughs) is wrong with you just go home i shouted now she didn't move and her ghastly expression never changed if anything her smile only grew as if she had never been more elated i could hear chris and his wife moving around upstairs as if lynn could hear them from her place outside her head twitched slightly in their direction and she began to close her mouth slowly chris called my name from upstairs obviously concerned 
I turned to see him and his wife, Rebecca, hurrying down the steps. When I turned back to the window, Lynn was gone. The only sign she'd been there at all were two streaks of drool dripping down the glass. I tried to explain to Chris and Rebecca about waking up to see Lynn watching me through their window. They were skeptical. Who wouldn't be? Chris and I went outside to the spot in front of the window, but there were no footprints in the dirt, just slight indent. Animal, probably. Chris guessed. I didn't argue. He and Rebecca assumed I dropped the entire episode, and I was too tired to explain. I called out of work that day and turned myself off. I didn't want to face Lynn. Just talking to her was too much for me at that point. I really started to believe something was irreversibly wrong with her. That no matter how many promises she made, she'd never be the same again. He said, blah, blah, <laughs> By noon, I, was, I figured I was ready to confront her. Give her one last chance to explain herself. I could at least give her that after six years, I told myself. I turned my phone on and saw the dozens of texts she sent, all from a seemingly concerned wife. Can we talk? I love you. Please call me. I'm really worried. Can you answer? Just come home. More of the same. All texts telling me she loved me and she wanted me home. How worried she was. Not a damn one addressing the crazy stuff she pulled. Like she had been acting like a character from a Stephen King book. Even her texts were different. She normally texted novels just to tell me to pick up a loaf of bread. You'd think she'd have more to say to me after her bizarre shenanigans. I know it probably seems childish to some of you, um, but if you saw the way Lynn had looked at me, how she scampered away on all fours like some wild animal grinning at me from inside the closet like a lunatic, I think you'd find my reaction was warranted. Oh, you think it's warranted. <laughs> I ended up staying with Chris and Rebecca for another night. I didn't wake up yesterday until afternoon, and thankfully I didn't see Lynn's face watching me through the window. I don't want to pry because it's not my place, but is this fight something that can be mended? Rebecca asked. She made us both a sandwich for lunch, and I knew she wanted to breach the subject without seeming nosy. I don't know. I just used like a different person. I still wasn't ready for them to know everything I'm dealing with. People change, Ben, but she's still the same woman you married. Maybe both just need to talk through your issues. Whatever is going on, I'm sure it can be fixed. So let's see how many more. Oh, my God. So long. Okay, I think we're almost done. Um, okay. Um, I think it's beyond that now. I just don't trust her. Blah, 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 blah. She loves you. She has to be absolutely crushed. I don't know about that. Well, she certainly seemed like it to me. I've never seen her so upset. Very much unlike the Lynn I know, Rebecca said, shaking her head sadly. Took a full minute for her words to really sink in, and when they did, I felt dread worming its way through my skin. Wait, what do you mean? You saw her? You saw Lynn? I asked, my mouth suddenly dry. Rebecca nodded casually as if that fact wasn't nightmare fuel. (laughs) She stopped by this morning just after Chris left for work. I didn't see her car, though. Maybe she took an Uber or something. What did you say? Did she come inside? No, she just asked if you were awake yet, and I said that you weren't. I asked if she wanted me to wake you, and she said no, just to to let you sleep. Excuse me. That's all? She didn't say anything else, I asked? No, she looked awful, though, like she hadn't slept in days. I think you should call her. I got up from the table and thanked Rebecca for lunch. I felt a little better at the knowledge that at least she hadn't come inside. Still, I needed to double-check that the doors were locked. I sat for a while trying to figure out what to do next. I didn't want to go home, but I felt I owed it to Lynn to help her. Had I sworn sickness and health, she was obviously very sick. Um, if she was sick, I had to try and get her help, um, but I didn't know where to start. Um, I want to call the police, and besides, what the hell was I going to tell them? My wife was peeking at me. <laughs> she was being creepy. As bizarre as she'd been, she hadn't committed a crime. The police would probably say that I was overreacting. Um, it felt wrong, dangerous, even like something sinister lurked beneath her smile. Um, she'd obviously been able to fool Rebecca into thinking she was a concerned wife. As long as the doctors didn't find her danger to herself or others, they'd have no choice but to release her. I felt lonely and overwhelmed. So I did what any husband in my position would do. I called her mother. (laughs) 
I didn't want to, believe me. Her mother, Marianne, and I were never on the best of terms. We never fought or anything like that. She just wasn't a very warm person and wasn't really easy to get along with. She hardly ever smiled. That's good. And when she did, only her lips would move into a thin lip smile, leaving her eyes as blank as before. Well, I met her twice um, for short visits. I got the impression she didn't approve of me for her daughter. Um, Blah, blah. Anyway, and they moved away from her. Uh, So I grew my teeth and did what I had to do. Yes, she answered, already sounding irritated. Marianne, it's me, Ben. Um, Do you have a minute to talk? I'm in the middle of writing some checks, but if you insist, I suppose I can spare a moment. What is it that you want to discuss, Benjamin? She said coolly. It's about Lynn. She's been acting strangely, and I was wondering if you had any idea uh, whether there was something. I was quickly interrupted. It's a bit difficult to follow your rambling, Benjamin. What is it that you want from me? She asked. I could almost see her standing there in her thin sweater and slacks, tapping her fingernails impatiently on the table. I wanted to know if you'd ever noticed any odd behavior or possibly any mental health issues. I asked. There was a long, uncomfortable pause that I couldn't tell was because she was thinking or something else. Finally, after a few seconds, she spoke. I'm not sure if this is one of your jokes, Benjamin, but if so, I don't find the humor in it. Now, I do have business to attend to, as I've said before, so if you don't mind, but I cut her off before she could get rid of me. Marianne, it's not a joke. I'm, ser- I'm sincerely concerned about Lynn's mental health. Her behavior has been very erratic lately. I'm very worried about her, and I figured as her mother, you would be as well. If you're truly concerned, that I suggest you get the health professionals involved. I don't know what you expect of me, she snapped. I can tell she was seconds away from hanging up, and for some reason, I was desperate not to let her. I had the feeling she knew a lot more than she was letting on. Please, if not for me, do it for Lynn. I heard a faint shaking intake of breath as if she were holding, if she were trying to steal. Well, um, Marianne, what's wrong? I started. Benjamin, I don't know what to tell you. My only advice would be to seek professional help. Do not call here again. Goodbye. And she hung up. Um, so why isn't she trying to help her daughter? Trying to, I'm replaying the conversation, trying to see if I missed something. After a while, I almost gave up until I remembered her last words to me. Seek professional help. She said those words with a bit of urgency. I could have just been grasping at straws, but no, I was sure her voice had changed ever so slightly when she said that, as if it were important. What has she met? Medical professionals? Something else? Maybe I was just desperate. I waited for Chris to get home. And after a long and exhausting conversation with him and Rebecca, I convinced them that Lynn truly needed psychiatric help. And tell them everything. I was prepared. I wasn't prepared to go into it. But I told them about our last encounter, how she hid in the bathroom, peeking at me from the closet. They're obviously shocked, but thankful. But thankfully, they believe me. They just want to help her. But um, they just kept saying maybe Lynn was playing some kind of joke. Maybe for YouTube. Rebecca offered. <laughs> Chris didn't think we should involve the police yet. <clears throat> um, he offered and said to go with me, and I readily accepted. He reasoned that calmly talking to her, trying to coax her into going willingly, was the best recourse. We drove over this morning just after breakfast. There was no way I was going at night. When we pulled into the driveway, my stomach began doing somersaults. Her car wasn't there, but I still didn't let my guard down. The front door was ajar, and for a split second, I thought we'd see her eyes staring through the gap. I was shaking and starting to sweat. Chris, however, was fine. Was fine. He waited for me to open the door, his hands in his pockets. Um, blah, blah. Uh, I pushed the door open. I was immediately hit with the stench of rot. Chris smelled it, too, and he walked in the house behind me with his nose scrunched up. You guys used to clean the floors around here. Crap. Mm. <clears throat> Shut up, I said, my eyes darting around for signs of Lynn. The house was deadly quiet and dark despite being 10 in the morning. All the curtains were closed up tight, refusing to allow any sunlight inside. If I hadn't left it just two days prior, I'd have thought the house to be abandoned. We moved through each room, carefully checking any place that she might hide, occasionally calling her name. Why are you looking under the couch? Chris asked eventually. Are we looking for your wife? He looked at me like I was a moron. Let's just go upstairs, I whispered. He shook his head. 
um, but followed me up the stairs, checked the bathroom and spare bedroom. On the way up, my sh- on the way up, my shoes crunched over pieces of glass that looked to be littered over a few of the steps. I noticed that one of Lynn and my wedding portraits that hung on the wall along the staircase had been smashed. The frame hung crookedly, all the glass removed. I stared at the picture, a lump forming my throat. Um, blah, blah. Um, I was hesitant to go into the bathroom, my fear from the night uh, that night coming back to me all at once. <clears throat> Chris noticed and offered to go in by himself, but I couldn't let him do that. So we walked in together, checking the closet and the shower. The bathroom looked as if it hadn't been touched since the night I left. I don't think she's here, Ben. Why don't you pack some clothes and we'll try to come back tomorrow or something? I nodded and went to our bedroom and shoved some clothes into a duffel bag. When I checked inside our closet, I came across the source of the smell and gagged. Chris took one look and lost all the color in his face. He had to go downstairs to get away from the sight and smell. I gazed down in shock at what lay inside my bedroom closet. Soaking into the rug were at least a dozen eyeballs, all carefully laid out in pairs. Some were as large as quarters, while others were as tiny as a marble. I stared down at the eyes she'd collected from small animals, and I wondered how she'd gotten them and shuddered at the thought. Man, I thought I had it bad with Becca's shoe collection. <laughs> um, all right, I grabbed my duffel and shut the closet door on my new nightmare. I stepped out onto the hall and took a deep breath of air. I could taste the raw on my tongue, and I couldn't help but gag. Who lines up eyeballs in their closet like that? Chris mumbled. I tried to tell you she needs help. She doesn't need help, Ben. She needs a freaking exorcist. Yes. <laughs> Coming or what? I can't stand the smell. Any his words died in his throat, and his eyes grew wide with fear. I didn't ask him why. I could feel it. Someone was watching me. I didn't think it was the eyes in the closet. I turned around, my eyes slowly scanning the bedroom. Christ, I whispered as I finally saw what we missed. Under the bed, curled on her side, watching us with the excitement of a kid on Christmas morning, was my wife. She held her hands together just under her chin, and they were shaking eagerly. Now that she knew she'd been found, I could hear the quiet noises she was making, sort of hiccuping sound in her throat as if the excitement was just too much for her. It was unnerving to say the least. Wide eyes and that same huge smile. Everything in me told me to run, but I forced it away. This is my wife. No matter how twisted she was. Lynn, I said softly, but she didn't respond, but her head bopped back and forth in two quick little movements as if she were nodding. Baby, I just want to help, okay? Can you can you let me do that? I asked. I took a single step forward. I love you, Lynn, I said softly, taking another step closer. She let a tiny moan escape her wide open mouth, and I had to resist the urge to run. Her shoulders were starting to quiver, and her eyes grew as large as saucers. I crouched down so I could see her better, and immediately saw the blood. Her hands were covered in it. They trembled more the closer I got, as if she was barely able to contain herself. Lynn, are you hurt? You're bleeding, I said. She bobbed her head again, her bloody fingers moving up and down as if playing an invisible piano. The... They occasionally grazed her, grazed her chin, leaving smears of blood on her skin. Um, her lips were dry and stretched thin, blood seeping between the cracks. I knew she wouldn't come out on her own, but I didn't want to leave her in the state she was in. I scooted closer and reached out to her. The exciting hip, hiccuping sounds got louder and her hands shook, fingers flexing. It was then I could see the blood oozing from in between her fingers. Oh my God, Lynn, you're bleeding, I said instinctively, reaching out to take her hand. But before I could even touch her, her hand sprang out towards me. A sharp pain shot through my arm and I fell back on my ass. My arm burned. I could see the blood dripping down onto the carpet. I looked back at her in shock and saw her grinning madly, her fingers clutching a large shard of glass. Oh my God. You all right in there? Chris asked from behind me. I turned my head slightly and nodded to him, cradling my arm to my chest. When I turned back to face Lynn, I saw that her focus had shifted. She wasn't looking at me anymore, and she wasn't smiling anymore either. Oh, my God. She was staring past me, her eyes glaring at Chris the way a hungry lion might stare at an antelope. Her mouth was hanging open, but it was twisted into a snarl. I got to my feet and began walking backwards down the hall, afraid to take my eyes off her. 
are you bleeding? Chris asked. The moment the words left his mouth, Lynn starts scooting out from under the bed. The glass shard is still in her fist. Chris, run, go, I yelled. He must have been too afraid to move because a second later, I felt my back bump into him. He was still standing at the top of the stairs, staring at the horror that was my wife. Lynn had crawled completely out from under the bed and stood in the bedroom doorway, her face twisted in rage. Rage. Her whole body was visibly tense. Blood ran down her fingers and onto the floor. Jesus, Lynn, Chris said. You are playing hide and seek? I reached back and pushed him towards the steps. Move your ass, Chris, I said as quietly, as firmly as I could. Lynn bobbed her head in fast, sharp motions and began to grin, stretching her mouth open wider and wider so that her chin seemed to touch her chest. I heard Chris mutter a prayer, and then he was running down the stairs. I stood at the top of the steps, stuck between the love for a woman who clearly needed serious help and self-preservation. I only want to help, I said. Her eyes focused on me once again as she slowly lifted the glass, holding it out in front of her. And then she started sprinting towards me, grinning with utter excitement. Thankfully, my body took over and I ran down the stairs, skipping two or three at a time. I made it to the front door before I felt her leap onto my back, wrapping her arms around my neck, her open mouth next to my ear so I could hear those terrible hiccuping sounds up close. I shook her off me, knocking her to the floor. I felt a searing pain in my back as she went, but I tore open the front door and bolted to my car. Chris was standing in the front yard talking on the phone with the police. I didn't say a word. I just ran to my car and jumped in. Chris took the hint and followed me, but uh, still on the line with 911. I watched the rear view mirror. Sure, I'd see... I'd see her there running after us, but I never did. I went straight to the ER and got 11 stitches in my arm and three on my back. The police asked a lot of questions and went back to the house to do a search, but of course, Lynn wasn't there. They advised me to stay with a friend or a relative and file a restraining order by... um, as soon as I could, but none of those things would matter. Somehow I just knew. I dropped Chris off at home, went to a motel an hour away. I wanted to put as much distance between me and Lynn as I could. This is where I've been for the last four hours. I thought maybe the police would find her. Maybe they got her the help she desperately needs. But now I don't think so. Because 40 minutes ago, I just got a text from an unknown number. Just three words. I found you. And a picture attached. The picture was dark and grainy, but I instantly knew what it was. There was no mistaking my wife's eye. I started typing this out immediately after. I don't know what to do. I'm alone and scared. I can't help but feel that I'm being watched. Hey, that. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was so. Oh my god, long, that was but... like a long version of the story that creeped you out from last time. It's just that deranged, <laughs> uh, like, like people smiling. I know. It's so much creepier than like when they're like. Ugh. oh my god maybe i've gotten better at it it's like oh my god no. i know and it's such a hopeless situation because like you can't reason with her and you know what my question was earlier in the story where she was kind of doing it on and off is mm-hmm. what were the normal conversations yeah, that I you know. guys were happening I, having in between because like, in that moment what are you doing yeah I'm like it's like that's not oh my god yeah i hate that so much because then it's like you know no matter where you go she's gonna find you and then you're also still married to this woman and i hate the bathroom one because she was there the whole time i know that makes me nauseous oh that you know what nothing's gonna top that i'm not gonna (laughs) that was so good but terrifying i know now i know why so many people talk about it like it's just so weird that like to think of like (laughs) your normal like someone, like you said, someone you know, like someone who's supposed, like, like the first one, it's like, what the hell was that? Yeah, and then um, not like kind of like, oh, I'm just kidding, like, and it's like someone who's not silly. Yeah, that's terrifying. And then the like island one, oh, I, I hate know, it. I hate I all know. Of them. Oh my gosh, I'm scared. Oh god, I'm scared too. Oh my gosh, sorry. 
There's a little too much stuff with the brother. You could have kind of cut some of that out. Yeah. I didn't know how much I should skip or not. Oh my god, I feel numb. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, that 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 was a good one, honestly. That's like those are the types of scary stories that are actually scary. Yeah. Those like hopeless ones. Yeah, where it's like yeah, like it's not extreme and she's not doing anything until she yeah. starts cutting him with glass. But yeah. like like what do you what do you do? You can't get her help. You can't escape her. Oh my gosh. How do people's brains come up with this sort of thing? I don't know. So good. So good, but so bad. I'm so scared. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it's like that feeling where like everyone knows that feeling where you feel like you're being watched. Yeah. Especially the shower one. That one's that one creeped oh, me out because it's like every time I have soap in my eyes, I I'm like know. someone's here. Oh my god, the next time I take a shower, I'm gonna be so scared. Oh my god. <laughs> That feeling, but then also that feeling of, like, I don't want to turn, and then it's, like, you finally do, and there's nothing there, except yeah. there was something there. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And that's the thing, too. It's, like, because she keeps getting better and better at hiding. It's, mm-hmm. like, even when you can't see her, she's probably watching you. Ugh, like, the that. trunk thing, it's, like, okay, this is not a joke, because I'm not laughing, but you keep doing it, and, like, and then you, like, go Ew. back and stuff. Kids are really creepy, and women are really creepy. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, there's so much creepier, like... A guy doing those things isn't as creepy for some reason. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh, I hate that so much. <sighs> that was a good one. Yeah, I'm so it was worth the yeah. like. I'm glad I didn't read it alone. Crap myself. Oh my god, I know. Do you have more? I do, but I don't know. Should I save them for another time? Because that was good. I feel like that's a good like. Or do you want to end it on a more positive, <laughs> scary story? I just have more. I have two more of the short ones. Okay. Okay. Oh, I still feel nauseous. Like actually, maybe <laughs> so feel nauseous. <laughs> okay. Like I was the one reading it, and I was like, I don't want to keep going. <laughs> I know. These are just silly. After that, this one's okay. <laughs> after working a hard day, I come home to see my girlfriend cradling our child. I didn't know which was more frightening: seeing my dead girlfriend and stillborn child, or knowing that someone broke into my apartment to place them there. Oh no! Yeah. No! 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 <laughs> No, thank you, Anaya. No, thank you, Anaya. <laughs> oh my gosh. The, I can't, like, I feel so weird after the story you read. I know. Should I read my last one? Mm-hmm. Okay. You know that weird, that, okay, one more time. I'm so scared. <laughs> you know that weird full body twitch you get sometimes when you're falling asleep? If there was a camera pointed at you and you saw what it captured at that moment, you'd never sleep again. <gasps> Oh, that creeps me out because that happens to me all we the time. We were just talking about this yeah. the other day with our friends. Oh, it's like imagine it's like a know. demon over it's you. Lynn. Oh my god, that's what I was thinking. Oh, Lynn. They always have long dark hair. I know. You don't have any more? No. Ugh, I have a couple more, but they're like longish, and I just don't feel like doing this again. <sighs> Okay, I have two short ones. Okay, that's good. I mean, these are, like, more of, like, unexplained, glitchy, kind of weird things. Mm -hmm. So, before making an offer on our house, my husband and I went for a viewing with our three-year-old daughter, who we'd left with the babysitter the first time we saw the house. As we walk in, I told her she could choose a bedroom. She said, I want the dinosaur room, and ran upstairs. Okay, three-year-olds say random stuff. 
A moment later, she called out, here it is, and sure enough, the closet of her bedroom was covered with dinosaur stickers. My husband, the realtor, and I were all freaked out. The kid acted like she knew the stickers were there, but none of us remember seeing them before, and we certainly hadn't talked about them. The house was vacant and immediately clean. It was an estate sale. Uh, We left the stickers up. Anyway. Weird. That's weird. It's like past life, yeah. And then this one is so weird. And these are like people, I mean, supposedly people are saying things that happen to them. One night I was scrolling back in my my own Instagram feed. Not sure why I I feel like doing it, but I was weirdly compelled to. I came across a selfie of myself where I had a very strange and unattractive smile. It had no likes. Most of my photos have around 50 to 80 likes. And I don't remember taking it or posting it, but it was from a week before Max. It spooked me bad and I deleted it. I did not see a copy of it and my camera rolled. I don't like that at all. <laughs> like, Ew, a picture of, of you. yourself that, like, is uncanny valley. Yeah. Like, like what happened? Was that like, even me? Like, like, why would I post this? And, like, yeah. it's so weird. Like, it's like, I don't look good, so I wouldn't post this. There's yeah. no likes. Like, it's so weird. It's oh like, what God, the hell is that? Ago. It's like, how do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. That one was creepy. Yeah. Because that's like something like in a dream where you're like, why would I post it? Like you don't remember and like you can't find it anywhere else. But it's yeah. like, oof. Oh, that's weird. Anyway. Oh my God. I feel like my goosebumps are never going to go I away. I know. It's just been consistent so goosebumps creepy. for an hour. Did you have any other ones? Uh-uh. No? No. Okay. I just had those short story ones and that's it. Oh, sorry. I'm like, I feel like that's like my body's way of releasing the stress. Like, I just feel so weird. <laughs> we, uh, I don't know if we should watch Dahmer tonight. I feel like we should I know, watch something like That story like, really weirded me out. <laughs> we could watch Big Little Lies. That's kind of dark, too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I guess that makes kind of makes us ready for Halloween. Yeah. Oh, I feel nauseous, dude. I don't know why. I know. I was reading. I was like, I never want to throw up from fear, but here we are. Oh, that was weird. Well... I have to drive home after this and go to my empty apartment. Hopefully empty. <laughs> God, I'm going to keep thinking. I'm going to stick my own hair and think that it's Lynn. Oh, my God. I know. Listen, just that was – she was bothering her husband. She was, like – Yeah. That was her game. That's so, true. like, you're not – like, no one's – no one wants to – the only person that will do that to you is me, and I'm going to do that to you. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah. You better not. <laughs> See, I feel like if I did that, it would be creepy. If you did that, it would be creepy. But if even did that, it wouldn't be creepy. Yeah. It would just be like you don't stop. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Something about women acting like cuckoo. Oh my god! I thought you were gonna scare me. <laughs> what? I'm just, I thought I felt you here. And I thought I was gonna turn. And you were gonna be like, no, at me. no, I would not do that. No way. I was just thinking, like, maybe this was a bad episode. You were, like, quiet. Because I was thinking, I was like, this was a bad episode to record. Because, like, now that you said it, like, I don't want to watch it back. Because, like, what if Lynn is smiling? I know. That's literally what I said. I was like, what if so Oh, my God. We're going to see Lynn. Have you seen that, like, um, it's just, like, a viral internet photo of, like, a lady with, like, a really big smile? I don't know. I don't think so. That's what I was thinking. Not the mannequin one. No, that one's not smiling. Do you want me to show you or is it just going to scare you? No, I want to see. Okay. I'm a, I'm a masochist. This is what I was picturing. It's, I don't think I want to show you. No, show me. I'm scared. Oh, yeah, I have seen that. <laughs> I'm scared. Momo or something. Yeah. It's like, there's a whole Oh, I wish I hadn't looked at it because it was not as bad in my memory. <laughs> kind of looks like the Russian sleep experiment. Oh, Maybe that's what happened to her. Sweating. I'm fear. Fear sweating. Fits in. Oh my god! Well, this sucked. I know, <laughs> but I think we managed to top last year. 
Yeah. Let's not do this again. I know. Every year we like scare ourselves. And every year. And I have to listen to this to edit it. I know. No, do it. You should do it like when you're with. No, I have like, to edit it tomorrow to put it up this Friday. So it's up before Halloween. Do it at mom and dad's. No, I'm not going to go there and then like spend an hour. Maybe I just won't edit this one. Like there okay. are a couple Here's parts where edit. I had to clear my throat, but like, sorry, you guys just... no, don't edit it. Okay. It's fine. All right. I'm not editing to. this one. Oh no. I have to bleep out some stuff. But that was, that was before the scary one. That was yeah. Line. Only edit okay. up to there. Well, I apologize for the throat clearing. I thought I was going to cut it out, but it didn't. So oh, who cares? Uh, do you think I'll like take people out of the story? Like, no, do I need to I cut didn't down? I didn't notice that you were doing that. Well, yeah, but do I need to cut down the linster? I was trying to like skim and like I'm sure there's no, some mumbly parts. No, I was say but... like maybe you would have to cut some of it out, but you don't. So okay. I, I think it's sorry, bad. you guys. I can't bear to listen to it again alone at night. Oh so God. that just is what it is this time. <laughs> that was a good story, though. Oh man, props to that writer. That's yeah, that's good stuff. That'd be a good movie. Mm, yeah, but I don't want to. <laughs> you wouldn't watch it, but it'd that's be a good much. movie. Well, the next episode is going to be, I think, fall content. So that'll be oh, fun. Good. It'll be November. I think I we'll do that. like fall snacks and like quizzes yeah. and stuff. We'll have the lights on. So that'll be good. On the days that I'm feeling very autumn or I want to feel cozy, I sometimes listen to our fall episodes. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think if like there's a day that we could like go shopping together, but I don't think so before next Did week. Did we Maybe. do that for a fall episode or we did that for another Target thing? I think it was like the Target challenge, but we like split up. But we, we could go shopping on a day that we're not going to record the um, Christmas music day. We could go shopping that day. Oh. And then just, like, not show each other and then do it on Well, day. we're recording before that. Oh, yeah, because we're doing two weeks in a row. Okay. Um, And we don't have to. Or we could do it this Sunday after we leave Mom and Dad's. But I know Sunday is, like, your only day to do stuff. No, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. We well, oh, oh, we could do it before you pick them up. Before I pick them. Oh, on Sunday? Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. Oh, yeah, that could actually work. Okay, we'll figure it out. <laughs> well, but we'll have happier content next yes. time. No more spooky stories. Though. We're gonna go watch something funny. Yes. All right, and cry and throw up. And throw up. Lots of throw up. <laughs> and not look out the windows and not smile at each other. Yeah. Not look into any hidden corners or anything. Hey, Chris, come here. Come comfort hey, us. Chris, protect us. Cats actually like, huh? scare away demons. So, and also, you know, he's not doing that thing where he like stares at nothing. Yeah. So he's very he's peacefully sleeping on a blanket. So oh, he's so cute. He has a whole couch. So. All right. So well, cute. thank you for listening. If you made it this far, I feel lightheaded. <laughs> <laughs> I just like pass out <laughs> from fear. All right. Happy Bye. Halloween. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo.